This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. Tonight, we are having a belated Easter party, and to celebrate, we're going to do it in the most blasphemous way possible due to a request from a Patreon. Yep, this is a Patreon request that I go back and revisit a movie that I covered way, way back in 2011, a little pseudo-grindhouse slasher called Easter Bunny Kill Kill. And joining me are two very special guests. First of all, returning guests we haven't heard from in a long time, Mr. Joe Borelli from the Creature Cast, and also the developer of that game that we've been talking about so much, Don't Get Stabbed, Jordan McLaughlin. But before we go any further, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and twice a month, every month, I'm here, and I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you're going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. That's just how it is. There's always a catch, isn't there? Ugh, always a caveat. So what's been going on in Scream Queen's headquarters? Well, the big thing is my old pc died died horrible flaming smoky death so i've got a new pc so i'm still in the process of transferring files over and stuff so i don't have all the bells and whistles of ready that i would normally have for this episode but i think it all still turns out fine it just was a little extra work but you know hey a little extra love for you guys i don't mind i don't mind the other thing I came to realize is that I think I need to change my release date for these episodes. I've been releasing episodes for you on the second and fourth Fridays of the month, but I think I'm going to have to switch that to the second and fourth Sundays of the month for a while because that seems to be when things keep coming out. Just whatever life stuff has been throwing at me just seems to make these Friday dates for the past few weeks absolutely impossible. So let's just try it for Sundays for a while. Please adjust your schedules and stop yelling at me. I'm trying my best. No, nobody's yelled at me for goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. Nobody yells. Please yell at me. Please make me feel like there's a huge hole in your life that needs me filling it. Oh my gosh. What am I saying? I don't even know anymore. Have one little bit of business before we get down to the show. Something that we haven't done in a while and we're a bit overdue because I have to crown a new Scream Queen of the week. Now, as you know, I've now changed the rules of what it means to win Scream Queens of the Week. I'm looking for people who are going out of their way to step up, make the world a somehow better place, fight against whatever oppression or nastiness, just, just some, some nice humanitarian work on whatever scale that means. It could be big, it could be small, but I want to start recognizing the good in people out there. And so this guy, well, he's been on the show. He's a movie director. And do you remember when Jordan Peele made that announcement that he wasn't casting any white people in his lead roles anytime in the foreseeable future? And the internet went crazy. 
This guy posted that he agreed with that. And the amount of abuse that this poor man took was astounding. For what something, for those of you who are not in the industry, you don't know that like racism, sexism, ageism is built into it. It's built into the casting process. In no other industry can you turn somebody away for being too old or too short or too black or too white or whatever, too, just not whatever enough or just you don't look right. You can't, you may be the best for the role, but you're not pretty enough. You can't do that in any other industry, but you can do it in the performing arts because it's a visual thing. And, you know, I, I agree. Jordan Peele, if he's, he can cast his movies any damn well he, way he pleases. And that is not a racist statement. It's his work. If you don't like it, make your own movies. That's what people have said to him all this time. And this guy, man, he stood up and took an incredible amount of abuse and just handled it with aplomb and dignity and actually got some people to understand what he was saying. And for that, you, Nicholas Hunt, you are the Scream Queen of the Week. You'll remember Nicholas. He was on the show. Maybe two summers ago, he was on with his co-star. Well, well, the co-star, the stars of one of his upcoming movies, Lara Jean Mamer. They were on talking about God. What was the name of that movie? Deadly Lessons, the TV movie Deadly Lessons. They were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking about that, and he's got a movie coming out called Safe Place, and he's a fabulous guy. And so, as is now the tradition, if you win Scream Queen of the Week, and not only do you get a tiara, I'm going to ask to support this person, not financially. I just say, Nicholas, what's a cause that means a lot to you? And he, without hesitating, immediately said, oh, I want people to make donations, if they can, to Mariska Hargitay's Joyful Heart Foundation, which is for survivors of sexual assault and abuse and domestic violence. So, support your Scream Queen of the Week. I will have information in the show notes on how to get to Joyful Heart and you know, give what you can, $5, $2, whatever, just a little something-something for Mr. Nick. Support your queen, girls. Hey. And I think that's really all that's been going on here. Things have been very quiet. Easter was boring. Smoochie didn't show up in a bunny mask with power tools to massacre me. So what else do I have to report? The big thing is that my, my computer blew up, and this is what goes on. Okay, my life is boring now. What can I, what, what can I do? Oh, the other thing is that preparations for the October Countdown to Halloween, Potathon are underway. I am seeking volunteers of all kinds. If you want to be involved in any way, please drop me a line at crew at screamqueens.com. Put Potathon in the um, subject line and just let me know. And I'm looking for all kinds of people with all kinds of skills. So just, just, just I, when I get my shit together someday, we'll be talking more about that. But still, still committees are forming. Committees are forming. And you don't want to be left out because this is going to be the biggest and best Ever. So enough of my babbling. It is time to move on to the main segment of the show in which we absolutely ruin the most holy of holy holidays with Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Hippity hoppity. Hey. Today is Easter, and in this house, seven people will die at the hands of a masked maniac. Retarded, is he? He's not retarded! And this is his favorite time of year. He's just wild about Easter. But something sinister is lurking just around the corner. 
wasn't for her mongoloid son, I think I'd be smiling from ear to ear. You have a retarded boy with you? Someone special is coming to play with you, dummy. <laughs> to calm the fuck down. Everybody, calm the fuck down! It's Easter, not fucking Halloween. So what better way to celebrate Easter weekend with something completely blasphemous, with a movie with something to offend just about everyone, and to, you know, what fun is doing that by yourself, right? So I have not one, but two fabulous guests with me. One is brand new fresh meat, and the other one is he may still be straight, but he's still always going to be my date, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my GNCs, wherever you may be, Mr. Joe Borelli. Hey, Patrick. It's great to be back. Welcome back, Joe. Thank you. How you been doing? I'm fine. It's been years, Joe. I know. God, it's been way too long. It's been since It Follows, Joe. Has it really been since It Follows? Uh-huh. If, if, you, if the It Follows demon was as persistent as you are, I'd live forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we got we to gotta make up with that. There's got to be some trash coming out. We can I'm that. sure there is. But hey, that's not, not, you're not here alone, Joe. We have somebody else. Now, those of you who remember, Flem did a plug. Well, yeah, he did a plug for this guy's game. This fabulous little game that I was playing the other night in Marie's Crisis, and it got us kicked out. That's how much fun we were having. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I present to you the creator of the card game, Don't Get Stabbed, Mr. Jordan McLaughlin. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome, Jordan. Very, very welcome. Now, since you're the fresh meat, could you tell everybody in your own words about Don't Get Stabbed? Because we heard about it from Flem's mouth. We want to hear about it from yours. All right. Yeah, so uh, Don't Get Stabbed is a game that I made that's uh, currently up on Kickstarter. It actually just got funded, so it's definitely going to get made. Yeah. Um, so in this, you actually are like one person gets to be the killer and the rest are victims. And so if you're a killer, you try to kill everybody. And if they're victims, you have to try to escape. What that I really like a uh, lot of fun. I'm a big fan of any like board game, horror theme board game, anything like that. Uh, I I played Camp Grizzly recently. It's super fun. So I look forward to trying this. I want to check out your Kickstarter. The nice thing about this game, Joe, it's over in 10, 15 minutes. Perfect. It's fast. Yep. Oh, thank God. Uh-huh. You get to murder all your friends and loved ones in seconds. <laughs> and I don't get to go to jail, which is pretty much perfect. Well, you probably will, but for something else, not entirely. Completely unrelated. Time, yeah. It's because it's you. So, yeah, Joe exactly. Burrell, I want to go back to you, Joe Burrell. Where have you been for a while? Because you had some up and downs. You had a show for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I had a podcast, and then my dude that I was working on it with, he had to go knock up a girl. So now they're having babies and doing baby shit. Jordan, these heterosexuals, could you die? 
I know, no, it's 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 a real problem in the heterosexual community. So, um, but I've still been I've been working a lot lately. I have the num one of the biggest writing groups in uh, New York City, according to Meetup.com. Uh, I'm still an active member of the Horror Writers Association. I actually write a monthly column for their in-house newsletter about comic books and horror called Entombed by My Long Boxes. Uh, I've had a couple of publications, most recently in the Corporate Cthulhu Anthology. And uh, I work right now as a freelance writer for ilovehalloween.net. So I'm staying spooky as best I can. Excellent. Excellent. Making the world a creepier place. We applaud, applaud that. We applaud that too. I deeply appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome, Joe. My goodness. Okay, so the movie that we're talking about today is actually one I covered before. Really? In like the first year of the show, but... One of my patrons, one of my super screamer patrons who was at that level where they get to pick the show, wanted me to do it again. They wanted me to ruin Easter for everybody. So thanks to oh. Jelly Belly Kelly, who has ruined the show three times now, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jelly Belly She's Kelly. got wonderful taste in awful films. We are doing this little treat called Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Jordan, since yes. you're new, we have a little game that I like to play with my guests. All right. Jordan, I need you to give you to give us a nice, tight, thirty-second back of the DVD cover plot summary of Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Sell it to my audience in thirty seconds or less. The clock starts now. Okay, so there is a very bad man who uh, likes to shoot people, who is trying to manipulate this woman to move into her house, and things turn really bad on Easter when a guy in an Easter mask starts killing everybody. That's well done. <laughs> well done. Good. The first time about most people choke up and freak out. <laughs> right yeah, then again, not that very, it's a complicated place. Well done. Yeah, I don't think Joe liked it. He texted me earlier today and he said, uh, the director's not gonna be on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I had to be sure. You know, you, you got your roots deep in the scene. I gotta make sure I'm not gonna come on and be like, yo. Uh so Whatever Insane Asylum made this film, they should either up or cut the dose. Oh. <laughs> oh. To be perfectly honest, I kind of like this one. I know. I know. It's very, very um, distinctive. Yes. Yes. And we'll get into some of that as well. Yeah. And really, what better way to be spending Holy Thursday? Oh, absolutely. Look, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this over any, like, like cute kids cartoon any day of the week. This is how I spend my Easter's. Yes, and also the reason why I picked Joe to be on this show, not that I just miss him. Joe has a bunny thing, Jordan. He does have a bunny thing. Joe, um, a bunny thing. Joe is really like, crazy about bunnies. Look, it's not like it's a thing thing, though. God knows. Well, I don't it. know personally. I mean, <laughs> like a it's, actually, it's actually really funny because I have... Um, how deep is your love, Joe? Oh, deep. It's funny because right now I have um, Friday the 13th Part 3 on on silent in the background, and it's the scene where the shop owner finds the rabbit in the, in the uh, lettuce right before he gets it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's classic. But uh, no, so I, uh, I had a pet rabbit for years, loved him to death, Goomba Radbot. Um, you know, they die as pets tend to do. But I got to know just a whole lot about our little lagomorphic friends, and kind of became my mascot animal if I were going to have a banner like in Game of Thrones that'd probably be mine. It's fitting for you, Joe. Because I don't know if you know this, Jordan, you probably don't because you don't know Joe, but Joe poops every time he moves. Oh, it's true, I do. Well, yeah. Just like a rabbit. And rabbit on it. It's true. It's I, I stop my foot whenever I'm frightened. I will uh, turn my back and show my ass to anyone I disagree with. 
And I've got big, big good defense uh, mechanism. Big rabbits, 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 yeah. All the world would be your enemy, Prince with a thousand enemies. Well done, sir. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, plus, this has been the year of the rabbit for movies. Oh, it sure has. Um, what was that? The favorite? Was that what it was? Something like that. Uh, the, the one with the queen and that that just won the Oscar. Yes, 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 yes. That's the one. We got that movie. We got us. It's the year of the bunny. I figured this might round it out for Joe, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's like I, I am fully cognizant about what this movie was, but I had a good time watching it. Well, that's the important thing, because I always hate it when my guests like, I hate you and I hope you die, Patrick. Why'd you make me watch this? <laughs> Jordan's very quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I was there's the one scene where it was happening. I'm like, I really regret watching this and I hope it doesn't go where I <laughs> think it's going. And I, for a second, I was about to hate you. Wait, okay. which scene? Which scene? Which scene? The scene with the uh, creepy pedophile coming down the hallway. Oh, oh. God, that, that, that was pure trauma right there. That was, it was, but that guy is the most terrifying part of the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what's going on here? So basically what's happening, it's the story of his little boy named Nicholas, right? And Nicholas loves Easter. Yes. Like, through his heart and soul. But the thing is, you know, he's got cerebral palsy. And, you know, he's stunted mentally. You know, he's stuck at like five or six years old or something like that. And, um... Yeah, his mom's new boyfriend. Well, he gets to take care of him on Easter, but the thing is, mom's new boyfriend is not a nice guy, has all kinds of awful things planned for Nicholas and a very inappropriate Easter party. But fortunately, <laughs> uh, possibly the most appropriate Easter party ever. I'm not really sure. But Catholic, Nicholas has a guardian angel. Yeah. Because the Easter bunny himself shows up to kill everybody that's, that's threatening him. It, it's not that much of a jump. Matt, rabbits can be mean little fuckers. I saw Watership Down, thank you. Exactly. Uh-huh. Damn right. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing <laughs> – I'm not picturing Jordan watching that scene that we were just talking about, <laughs> plotting his new game, Please Stab Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll be the first to kickstart that. <laughs> uh, I'd probably There's at least get double the money on There's only one 35 times. What is this thing exactly. <laughs> Everyone, nobody's a loser. Everyone wins, except Patrick. Except yep. Patrick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back now. Uh, yeah, and this movie, it strives, and I think achieves pretty well a good grindhouse feel. Yeah, definitely. It goes out of its way to be offensive. Mm-hmm. Not, not full trauma level. You know, it's not all poop jokes and, and like flapping pussy jokes or anything like that. It's just, it's just, just like whatever's going to get under your skin. It's like, and here it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this, here it is. this entire movie, it's like they, it's trigger warning features. Oh yeah. 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 And the thing is I saw like, the reason I got to this movie, there was, I, I covered this other movie called someone's knocking at the door. When I looked it up on IMDb, this whole cast, the whole cast of that movie was in this movie. Oh yeah, and another movie called Silent Night, Zombie Night. Oh, I yeah, so I, I I couldn't help but look up the IMDb on some of these guys because there's a few that look maddeningly familiar. There's a couple of names that you feel like if you watch enough of these movies, and I certainly have, that you may recognize them from something else. Uh, but yeah, I, I've never seen Silent Night, Zombie Night. I know it's that one's not good. Get the fuck out of here! It's boring. It's actually boring. It's just boring. Uh, okay, that's the ultimate sin of Grindhouse movie. The other one, it's basically a ghost slasher movie. These college kids drop acid or something, some, try some weird drug and find themselves being stalked by this killer ghost. Okay, I'm into but that. But the killer ghost murder weapon. 
What? It's his 18-inch beer can penis. No. <laughs> and it's not a comedy. It's grim. <laughs> oh, my it God. It is grim, surreal, and really quite terrifying. <laughs> ah. Save so a whole cast getting raped to death. Men, women, everybody. Is it called uh, Spirit Camp? No. Oh, no. That movie's terrible. I truly dread seeing the movie you consider terrible. Oh, well, no. Okay, that one. Okay, all right. Jordan, if you have a standard slasher movie, you know, a cheerleader camp, what do you think? Fun? Campy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably campy. It's probably got a couple of random boobs thrown in, like uh-huh. typical, you know, formula. Then when you find out all the cheerleaders are being raped after they're dead? Yeah, that, that's off-putting. That's not fun anymore. But it's still presenting <laughs> no. itself like, isn't this fun? No. Mm-mm. No, that's not okay. That's not okay. But we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about this movie. Yeah. So the thing, what, what, what do we think about Nicholas and his performance? Because this is one of those things that I think is going to hinge a lot of people on the movie quite a bit. Yeah. I spent half the time just either cringing or like wondering, <laughs> like, am I just being overjudgmental? Joe. Funny you've just described the way my family views me every Thanksgiving when I get drunk. <laughs> Well, Joe, if you wouldn't do that stuff with the turkey that you do. Someone's got to stuff it. <laughs> no, but normally it's the turkey that gets stuffed. We already have a turducken, but we can't have a Joe Duckin. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Anything to get me on the Super Bowl TV. Or Tujokin. <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah, I, the thing is, I find the performance hard to watch, yet I used to teach special ed. Oh, God, I got to hear. Okay, then what's your hot take on the whole performance, the whole thing? He's actually, it's not being played for laughs, and he's actually fairly accurate. I mean, I have my higher functioning cerebral palsy kids and my lower functioning. He's kind of right in the middle of them. Really? Like, even the more uncoupled, there's a scene where, like, we, okay, we'll get into the plot in a bit, but the boy who loves Easter finds himself with a bunny that he got through mysterious circumstances. Yeah. And there's a lot of scenes with him talking with the bunny and Ben just like having fun with the bunny and that's fine. But there's a scene where he plays his dad's favorite song for the bunny. Oh yeah. And he's dancing yeah. along with it for nobody, a really long time. Nobody's dad likes that song. That's, that's like those yeah. murder music. No <laughs> one's dad's favorite song just happened to be public domain. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan gets it. <laughs> we can afford this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, this is really uncomfortable. But then I was like, this is what our class parties look like. It's not wrong. It's not off. And it's not being played for a laugh. I'm like, okay, just look at this kid. And these, the kid's never played for a joke. And yeah, he's the object of, I mean, you have to like him because otherwise then the movie doesn't work. Yeah. If you want yeah. the kid to die, there's a problem. Yeah. Or be raped. Yeah. Or the million other things that are, that are going to happen to Nicholas to Caesar. But the thing is, I know you're supposed to hate him, but I really kind of love Rem. Really? The mother's boyfriend. The, the, the performer's having a hoot. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he, he goes in feet first. Like, you, you can't give him credit for You can't say that he underperformed or undersold. He went in. Because this guy is a scum bag. Because Boys has the movie open. Uh, blows that dude's head off in the uh, armed robbery. Yep. Yeah, in the bunny mess. Some, uh, what's he, he steals the money and then steals like a chocolate rabbit. He steals, uh-huh. he steals the chocolate rabbit. He's about to leave. The cashier says, oh, thank God. 
And then he turns around and with all the righteousness of like the Reddit atheist form, he says, God's dead. Boom. And now you've gone from armed robbery to homicide because he had to. After making him suck the gun, after making him put the gun in his mouth. Yeah. That goes on forever too. Oh yeah. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Rape images have to take forever. Joe's law number 57. What can I say, man? I've subjected myself to a yeah, lot. Yeah, so we know right from the you know, so there's no surprise when you know that this guy's a scumbag, but he's dating Nicholas's mom, Nurse Cleavage, as I like to call oh, her. Jesus Christ, no kidding. Because lovely woman, beautiful woman, not the best actress, and for a mom character, like her tits are always ba bang. Yes. Like the camera was going out of the way <laughs> <laughs> to go right down the decolletage. <laughs> Right down, indeed, as if it's an exploitation film. I know, but you know, even like she's being like really maternal, like she's having a scene with her son and we're still down her tits. I'm like, this is really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, not, not- Hold on, I gotta take out the garbage. Hold on, I gotta pick this up again. Yeah. And not for nothing, I don't think nurses have worn those kind of outfits since the 1950s. Oh, um, I have a frequent guest of the show, Brian Norton, who's a filmmaker. Yeah. And- He's a film histor- horror film historian. He knows everything about everything. He's like, nurses have not worn those paper hats outside the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Since 1945. Uh, I mean, it ain't wrong. Like, I see her in that. And it's like, it, that's, that's not a real job, is it? She tells her kid that she's a nurse, then goes off and, like, you know, gets other work done on the side. All right. All right. I what? believe that she was a nurse. She knew how to take care of people. <laughs> she sure did, didn't she? She sure did. <laughs> she sure did. And... So, you know, Rem is all sweet as pie with her. Whenever her back is turned, he's ripping into Nicholas. It's all appalling. Like, it's not even, he's not even trying to be nice to this kid. Yeah. I mean, he drops, like, the R, the R word, like, two minutes into the house. Like, two seconds into the house. As soon as he meets the kid, he says, how retarded is he? Oh, Lord. And granted, this was made at a time when that movie was not as taboo as it, a word was not as taboo as it is now. But still, you're like, oh, yeah. you led with that, man. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, has it really been that, like, recent that the concept of not calling mentally disabled people, you know, retarded? Because, like, I feel this isn't that old of a movie. Like, It was always bad, but in I, recent years, I just found that it's become inexcusably bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, fuck, man. Like, people got enough problems. I don't need to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. What was I going to say? Oh, what that you liked Remington. And I do, but the thing, you know, you know what I fell in love with him? His little song. Um, hookers. The, the hookers and cocaine. The, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he sold it. Because it went on and on. I'm like, I like this guy. <laughs> I was singing that around the kitchen for like the rest of the evening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As was I caught myself singing it in CVS and I'm like, oh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. What else can I find? The hookers. Hookers and cocaine. Hookers. Uh, there's our medley you need to get a cover band like on fiverr or something to do a cover of it that you can put at the end of the show yes i'll get right on that yeah (laughs) it's funnier to tech geeks it is it's funny it's funny it's funny in execution then you'll get it and be like "Uh." yeah you sucked all the joy out of that fiverr what a surprise oh yeah i can't believe i didn't get my money's worth anyway back to the movie please the phase that we learn is that uh nicholas's dad is dead yeah when did he die, boys? Uh, uh, on Easter. Damn right he did. Yeah. 
him. And every year, Nicholas is hoping that he's going to come back. And he's been obsessed with the Easter Bunny ever since. And oh, boy, does he love the Easter Bunny. And oh, boy, does he get on Nicholas' bad side. Because what does Nicholas, what does, what does Rem tell Nicholas when he finds the blood on the chocolate bunny? Oh, so he tells him that the uh, a bad boy ripped off the Easter Bunny's ears. Mm-hmm. Don't give a kid Easter candy that you stole from a crime scene because it's probably going to have blood on it. Hmm. What? See, it's got blood all over it. Well, that's because the Easter Bunny, see, he, um, he took it away from a very naughty boy. Where did the blood come from? The bad boy? He ripped the Easter Bunny's ears clean off. Don't talk, don't talk like that! The fuck was that? Mm-hmm. First of all, nice giving a kid chocolate with blood all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because he was going to give that to Mindy first, I think. Yeah. you think he would check that. Yeah, no, he don't care. He don't care. He's waving his hands in the air, too. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he, he thought he had her pegged pretty early on as someone who's just like, oh, man, it's a guy that's willing to date me with my son. I think I'll just tolerate whatever weirdness he brings in. Yeah, yeah. And you don't talk shit about the Easter Bunny. Oh, God, no. To Nicholas. And, you know, big titty mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, gets him to calm down. It's like, well, just take out the trash. And, of course, she has to bend over the trash and show her tits again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and while he's out there... Well, what happens when he goes out to take out the trash, guys? Jordan, tell me. So he's taking out the trash, and a homeless guy comes up, starts asking him for cans, which is totally normal until he offers Nicholas an Easter, or just a bunny that he has in a cage that he's rolling around on a cart. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah, he just gives the uh, bunny to Nicholas, and he takes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, the boy who loves Easter now has his very own Easter bunny, and oh, boy, Nicholas could not be happier. Oh, yeah. Except he's got a head. Except the breed is a uh, checkered giant rabbit because he's a big, hefty fucker with those distinctive ears and sloping nose. So it's a very mild, very domesticated breed. Nerd. Yeah, I like rabbits. Bunny nerd. What I liked about that rabbit, Jordan, I'm going to tell you right now what I liked about that rabbit is that rabbit had smoky eye. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did. (laughs) It had some drag queen makeup. Yeah, bunnies can be nothing less than fabulous. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, girl, look at him go. Look at him go (laughs) And can I tell you for a while what I thought about the homeless guy? Shoot. Okay, I might have had some wine while I was watching this because it seemed appropriate for Easter. Oh, God. I'm like, was he Jesus? You know what? That would have been a hell of a twist. <laughs> Did Jesus just come into the movie? It probably would have been a better twist. Yeah, no, because here's the thing, boys. Here's the thing I started like as it's going on. The thing is, this movie, is it is, it is a basic slasher. It does have a decent whodunit element going on. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay. But I mean, does it though? Uh, excuse me. I'm talking. <laughs> I want to tell you where my wine took me. All right. Tell me where your wine took you. Okay. So as this giant bunny shows up and is murdering everybody in the house with power tools, all these bad people who are here to hurt Nicholas or take advantage of the family in some way, I'm thinking, well, it can't be Nicholas who's disappeared because unless he's been faking cerebral palsy the whole time, that's not a person with cerebral palsy and he's much too tall. I'm thinking, well, maybe it's the dad. Come back. And Joe, this is for you. This is where my mind went after that. I'm like, what if it's the bunny? Oh, yeah, I thought that too. What if that actually I thought, is? 
I actually did have that, like, what if the bunny's a guardian angel kind of What if that's really the Easter bunny? Yeah. I would have been fine. I was thinking it was, like, a demon bunny that, like, possessed Nicholas, and that was what led him to go around killing people. And I kind of really wanted the demon bunny. I was disappointed at the end. I was, I mean, yeah, I'm always going to go for a demon rabbit in my horror. Dear filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, well, we were dealing with gritty realism here. Yeah. (laughs) No, they they had to keep it down and dirty. Nicholas has this bunny and he loves the bunny, but the thing is he has to keep a bunny a secret. Because he's afraid he doesn't want to tell his mom yet. He's afraid he's going to get rid of it. And he's just kind of whatever. He's just keeping it a secret until Rem finds out about it. And now Rem has uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not leverage. Blackmail? I'll take that. Yeah. Because now that he knows about the bunny, he's like, now you have to behave yourself and do whatever it is I tell you, or I'm going to snap that little fucking buddy's neck. Mom! Shut the fuck up! It's just you and me, you little fucking shit stain. Now listen up, dummy. Believe it or not, I like your mom. And I love this place a whole hell of a lot. What I don't like is her smelly, little, retarded fucking brat of a kid. Things are gonna change around here. My mom... Shut the fuck up when I'm talking to you! That's rule number one. Rule number two, you do whatever I tell you to do. Rule number three, you don't ever tell your mother what we talk about or I will go in that room and I will snap the rabbit's neck. You got me so far? My dad, he... Your daddy's dead, dummy. Don't talk like that! Don't Stop talk it. Like Stop it, you're gonna fucking like swallow your... Mm-hmm. And I heard Joe start to cry. I did. I, I was like, oh, this guy can't leave fast enough. I mean, he's still compelling, but, you know, can't leave him fast enough. Well, the movie wasn't called Easter Bunny, Die, Die. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just went to that movie in my head. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I probably, listen, if you asked me to watch that, I probably would have passed. Uh-huh, I figured, I figured. I figured. Well, it's funny because, like, I, so, you know, I, <laughs> I grew up in a very gun-focused household. I'm not really a gun guy at all, but, like, we used to go to these um, – gun shows where with my stepdad where they would have videos of just rabbits and varmints getting shot uh, and uh that's that was enough faces of death and shit for me yeah that's not a fun family outing for me i, I don't i don't approve of that nope nope not at all see a gun show means something very different in jordan and my world oh i'm sure but like yeah <laughs> George, George just giggling quietly oh yeah Wait, I gotta, I gotta ask. What's that slang for, anyway? I just assume it's like dudes with really big arms, or is that something else? Yeah, should we tell him? Should we tell him? It's an educational program, Jordan. You tell him. Far away. Oh nope, I'm staying out of this one. Oh, um, see, you got, you caught me in the, you caught, you caught me in my <laughs> trap. It's like I'm gonna make sure Jordan gave away our secrets, then I can expose them to our community. It's either, it's either you tell me, or I'm gonna look it up on Urban Dictionary. Well, I'll be going all Donald Sutherland over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm either gonna learn it from you, or I'm gonna learn it from. It's, you were right. It's arms. It's big arms. When, oh yeah, yep. oh. arms. Ah, look at me. See, I'm hip. I get it. I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with the gays. Gays are, gays are hip to me. See. Move it on. Just edit all that out. Yeah, no, no. I think that we have that on a loop for about three more minutes. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, you know, it's interesting. It's like we're talking about that video and talking about this. It's like it's always weird because like 
this is sold as a horror movie. Uh-huh. But is it, a, like, because there's not really a, like, there's not really a build-up intention. A lot of the sort of, like, shock moments come from just how inhumane Rem is to Nicholas. And it, it's interesting, because, like, this, this strikes me as more of an exploitation film. And exploitation films, you know, they have a very specific sort of agenda. Like, let's show you this horrible thing you're randomly curious about. And I'd argue that, like, all those, like, kidnapping shows on Lifetime or exploitation films. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's it's always interesting to find that line of how far is, like, too far, too visceral, or too whatever. And that was was interesting to me, because, like, there were a bunch of stuff in this movie that I kind of had to be, like, Yo, if this is what people think horror is, like, is this a cre- is this the kind of thing I want to be associated with? Uh, but then I shut up and just kept watching. I still found it less offensive than any Rob Zombie movie. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's and that's considered horror. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that that's a pretty specific type of thing in and of itself. Although uh-huh. I did like Thirty One. Dead to me. So anyway, hi Jordan. You're the only <laughs> guest on the show now. <laughs> It was the best movie featuring Malcolm McDowell. Banished. $30. Banished. Ah. Banished. La la, dead to me. Okay, back to the movie. You know, it's an interesting point that you brought up. I, I, you're, I guess it's more exploitation horror because, I mean, it does specifically have those slasher elements. Sure. But you do have to wade through a lot of unnecessary ick to get well, there. I clocked it, and you don't see the first appearance of the Murder Bunny until, like, the 51st. Movie. Murder Bunny! What a great title! Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, he doesn't show up until the 51st minute. So that's 51 minutes of stuff that they have to like fill. And it's basically all about the suffering and exploitation of Nicholas, who, and I thought this was interesting, it's not just Rem that's like aggressive to him. His mom hits the hell out of him. She slaps yeah, him twice. Yeah, she like yeah. two or three times. Yeah, but it's like, it's some pretty like kapow hits. Like it's not like a, like a uh thing. It's like, you know. You never got slapped by my mom. What? You never got slapped by my mom. Oh, you never got hit by my dad. I know. How do you know? Mm. Uh, fair point. You got around. Mm. <laughs> but like, yeah, man, it's just, you know, he's, he's got a, like, most of the early part of the movie is exploitation that same way that like, I spit on your grave is where what we yes. would consider like slashery horror doesn't exist until after the characters put through a lot. And yeah. he's, and Nicholas is put through a lot up to and including, uh, He's sold to whatever the god's name that dude was with the cane. That would be Ray. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ted. Did you not like Ray? No, I kind of. Soft little voice in his lip gloss. Oh, he's great. Terrifying performance. Hello? Ray, is that you? It isn't Judy Garland. Who is this? It's Rem. Rem, where have you been? <laughs> Last job got a. A little bit messy, so I've been laying low with this chick I met. Oh, how sweet. Sounds all puppy dog tails and rainbows. If it wasn't for her mongoloid son, I think I'd be smiling from ear to ear. (sighs) You have a retarded boy with you? Yeah, he's in his room finger-banging his bunny rabbit. Can, can, Can I play with him? Why don't you come on down to this little Easter party I'm having? Invite plenty of drugs. It's a date. Yeah, that guy. That guy's the real MVP of that movie. Who's Ray Jordan? Yeah. It, Ray is like the. If Ray wasn't in there, I would probably completely forget this film. Ah. Uh, but because of that one scene with Ray, it really actually creeped me out a bit. Yeah. And so I'm watching it, and I'm like, 
they certainly wouldn't really like make this happen a movie. And then I remember like, no, this is an indie film. This could actually happen. (laughs) Do I really want to keep watching it at this point? So like, I'm actually watching it with my boyfriend and we're both sitting there like cringing of like, this is really creeping us out. We really hope this doesn't go where we think it's going. Um, Because he comes in with a briefcase and opens it up and he's got a camera and a dildo and a cocaine in it. And syringes and shit. Yeah, he's, yeah. 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 He's supplying the party for the party that Rem wants to have. He's bringing, as Rem says on the phone, he's like, I'm having a party. Why don't you come over? Invite lots of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy's got money and drugs, but he has his price. He likes little boys. Specifically, as he says, little retarded boys. You have a little retarded boy with you? Jesus. And that little teeny tiny voice. And the guy's enormous. But you know what creeped me out most about him? Dude. His nails. Yes. Ugh. So it wasn't just nails. They were filed down to claws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. Oh, yeah. It's, you had to have something snap off when he was getting murdered. Yeah, but still. But, I mean... No, it's uh, one of those... Like, that's horror to me is that, like, you never see him use them, but when you see them, they're so distinctive and frequently, like, what the hell is he going to, like, you just start imagining the Yeah, YouTube. because you know what he does, and you know what he's here for. Exactly. What is he going to do with those? Oh, God. But fortunately, we never get to see that. Yeah, unfortunately, isn't it? Uh, one thing I did want to say, uh, just about the movie itself, the I liked the choice that they had, uh, they had the excuse that the house was under renovation, but this, this plastic, you know, all over the house. Yeah. As if a renovation was going on. And what I thought it was added, it made the house feel a hell of a lot bigger than it was. Yeah. And like a fun house, but not in a good way. Yeah. No, that was fair. I mean, you know, and that's always the thing that I like when I watch movies like this is to see, because you really get this sort of like ground level filmmaking view of just, you know, you only have so much material and so much access to tech and tools and effects and whatnot. How do you figure your way out of these problems? And that was that you're right. That was like a nice add on to create a sort of like both enclosed, clean atmosphere and really clear like delineations where people were like moving in and out of in the scene. Uh-huh. And it's really going to help with cleanup later on. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and now between this, between this Dexter and the Santa Monica diet, I'm or the Santa Clarita diet. If I, the second I see a tarp, I'm running the other way. It's wise. It's wise. <laughs> It's wise. I'll keep that in mind, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Why do you have all this bubble wrap? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Hippity hoppity. <laughs> I kind of think, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's going to be the way I end my next New Year's Eve party. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so fortunately, Ray is this, he's the first victim of the bunny rabbit. Gets it with a power drill, um, slumber, Marty, slumber party massacre style. In the face. <laughs> and one of the things I appreciated as well was that the gore effects were good. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely where the money went. Really? Yeah. You know, really? like, like you want, if you're going to do a slash. You didn't movie, think it went to those strippers' boob jobs? Because, man, those looked expensive. <laughs> well, didn't they do that thing? They had boulders in their bras. <laughs> yeah, but didn't they also, like, cause, so they had a push-up bra. But the one time we see them topless, we just see the, like, the boob. So I just sort of, I don't know. I, like... You hire one person to be the actor and one person to be the uh, the body double or something. Yeah, I mean it was all on screen. They left it all on screen. They sure did. They sure did. Yeah. So the other the other people that are arriving, there, like I said, there's been renovations at the house. 
And when Nicholas comes out with some, some naughty words, which gets him his first slap of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mom wants to know where he learned those words. And he says he learned them from Jorge and his girlfriend. Jorge is the guy who's doing the renovations. Yeah. And we <laughs> that lovely flashback scene where they're just sticking their heads in the room like, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't love that character the way it was portrayed, but that, that moment of them jumping through the plastic and repeating everything was really just funny. That was really funny and well done. Yeah. Well, because um, in that the kind of scene right before it, where they're still in the room before it's really him, like, you know, recalling what they said to him, they still have that plastic up and you can actually see them moving back there. Yeah. So, when we were first watching it, we were like, oh, see, someone's already sneaking around in the room and everything. And then we kind of had to come out, and I didn't even realize it was like a like flashback sequence almost at first. I, ne- I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's like it's just a piece of plastic up in the back of his bedroom, and they're both just like squatting back there. Well, now the movie's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined lots of stuff. You ruined the magic, Jordan. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, so there's them and there's the two hookers that Rem goes to pick up and also some uh, random dude. Yeah. That Jorge and uh, what was her name? Yeah. Hey, Lupe. Jorge and Lupe, Lupe bring some other random guy to help because they come back that night because she tells them she, uh, when she finds out that, she, that they were using these dirty words around her son and the, were, were you know, not being nice to him. She's like, you're fired. Take your tools and go. And Rem comes in and throws them out. So they decide to come back this same night the same night as the party to break in, get his tools back and also rob them. So more bad people in the house. And one of the things I hate about the horror genre in general, the modern horror genre is why, 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 why must we always have scenes of people going to the bathroom? Uh, I have a couple of theories. Oh, I know the theories, but I'm like, you know what? When I see Amy Adams squatting, you know, pinching out a loaf in her next Academy Award-winning film, then I will, I will back off. <laughs> okay. Wait, I want to hear your theories. What are your theories on why there's so Well, I mean, it's kind of like being naked or like you're in the shower. You're just extremely vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's that, and I also think there's some, you know, there's some people's sense of humor that kind of lives in the toilet, so when they see that, it's like, oh, that taboo's about to be broken. Ooh, you know? Welcome, welcome to trauma. Yep, that's trauma in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Or a poop shell, if you would. hey Which doesn't exist, and I hope never does. Yeah, let's pray on that. Oh, by the way, I love when she's, when the mama was saying, I forget, when this whole, the same scene that she's fired, she slapped Nicholas for using bad words, she used the word bulldink. Yeah. Well, that's just yeah. bulldink. <laughs> I had to rewind and turn on, like, the, uh, like, subtitles to figure out what it was she said. Bulldink, that's right up there with nerdle brains for terrible movie, terrible words in a horror movie. <laughs> but fabulous. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so these are all the people in the house. And yeah, so first we get Jorge on the toilet for what seems like a half an hour to me. I just, I just, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Cannot stand it. And then one of the hook, we get it twice in this movie. Thanks, Easter Bunny. Bok, bok. Well, it's like, look. You want if you got like fifty, you know, five thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, one thousand dollars, you gotta have something that like is memorable for your flick to hang on. And like you got the gore, you got the nudity, then you got the toilet scenes. You gotta hit every single, you know, offensive characterization, mm-hmm. uh, like dramatic, gory twists, couple of clever like plot turns. It's like that's boom, you've just made X amount of money. Yeah. 
And that's that's your toilet scene right there. It'll always move the needle at a certain. And I get you right. Boy toilet scene is going to be a different audience than girl toilet scene. So we're just pleasing a wider audience. Oh yeah, you got to mix it up, you know. And poor all Candy copper, didn't even get to go. Yeah, all the coprophilia fanatics get get their uh, get their crank yanked. You were the big words, Joe. Sorry. He's such a show off, Jordan. My oh, I know. Look. I have a $50,000 like grad degree in horror and this is the only way I've ever found to use or profit <laughs> off of it. So you'll be goddamn sure I'm spitting every 10 cent word I know. Oh, we're only good for the 10 cent words now. See how he is? Uh, yeah. He, is? he may yeah. be my date, but he's my cheap date. I am a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that just means you have to drink Bud Light rather than, I don't know, fancier beers. Yeah. My Nothing favorite effect in this are the kills. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I can't tell the strippers apart. I don't know who's Brooke or who's Candy. It doesn't really matter. The one who gets suffocated with the plastic. Yeah. And then stabbed with it. The fact that the, you see the plastic filling up with blood around her head. Mm. I like that. That was cool. was great. That was a great effect. Yes, that was a great effect. It was grisly. It was visceral. I'm like, oh, yeah, ooh, that would happen, wouldn't it? Ew, ew. Yeah, I really like that touch. Like that, that there was that kind of visceral, like ew, like because if it's an exploitation film, you want it nasty, and it delivered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the kills are nasty. I mean, like there's and was one I never saw before. I never saw anyone killed with a broom before. <laughs> they certainly did. He swept that brook right up. My God. <laughs> well, it's one of those like any like I love that trope in slasher movies where someone asks for like a household implement and then they're immediately killed by it. Like she's hey, like, Ted, oh, where's that corkscrew? Exactly. I was just going to say, Ted, where's that corkscrew? Where's that corkscrew in the hand? That made my childhood. You're weird, Joe, but I like it. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, so there's lots of running around the house. And, and a lot of it is just based on the, the strength of the characters. I mean, the action is exactly what you think it is. Everybody's getting killed with power tools. Yeah. They're all pretty grisly. And for a very small house, Bodies are being hid, hid fairly effectively. People are wandering around the house a long time without finding bodies. And when they do, nobody makes any good decisions because it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. And I think my favorite line in the movie was, everybody calm the fuck down. It's Easter, not fucking Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line. That's the line for the movie. That's the, that's the selling line. Uh-huh. And the other one I thought that just kind of summed the whole movie up was when he's driving home with the two hookers. Yeah. He's like, ladies... Welcome to the sea of depravity. I'm like, that's the first half of this movie. <laughs> the first half of this movie is the sea of depravity, and then all these people have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. And throughout the whole, like, slashery section, I was always still always going, where's the bunny? Where's the four-legged bunny? <laughs> oh, yeah, the little guy. Well, he does, uh, he does bait and switch the, uh, one of the sex workers. He's like, oh, there's a rat running yeah. here. It's like, how could you not tell the difference between a rabbit and a rat? They did do a lot of cocaine. They did. They did a lot of cocaine. I sort, of assume a, I, I sort of assume that's the whole thing that motivated the movie, both in front of and behind the camera. How dare you make those assumptions? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want, listen, I don't want a world where exploitation film. Hey, did you know there's a movie called Beaster Day? Here comes Peter Cottonhell. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, believe me, Joe, 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 I was looking at all the Easter horror movies. Okay. Because I was, even before Jelly Belly Kelly suggested I do this one again. It's like, let's see what else is out there. And I started watching some of them on, because they're almost all of them are on Amazon Prime. Like, these are all wretched. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, it's Amazon Prime, the lowest of the low in streaming. 
There's one I wish I could remember, which I think it might just be called Easter Sunday. Well, there's cute little buggers, which is the Irish, I think it's Irish or Scottish one where alien rabbits run around. Well, that'll be great because Irish oh, know how to do hard. They're real rat, like they're real adorable little lop rabbits, and then they're eating people's faces off. It's, it's my oh. go to for like rabbit murder. Okay. And really, who does it? Uh, no, there was one, I got about 10 minutes in. And this guy's running around in a, in a buddy mask killing people. I think he's resurrected from the dead on top of that, too. Oh, is, but, he, um, is he Easter casket? Possibly. No, 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 because that's, 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 my, that's, that's uh, my, my, my friend who I can't think of his name, that Douglas Mills. Is that his name? Yeah, Dustin Mills. Dustin Mills, who did Puppet, Mon- Puppet Monster Massacre. I like his stuff. I did not care for that one. Okay. Well, you know why I don't care for Because I went to Catholic school for 17 years, Jordan. And in the first 10 minutes, there was a nun wearing lipstick. <laughs> that's where it lost. The fact that she was totally <laughs> naked and masturbating, I'm like, I, I didn't have a problem. Oh, that's where it lost. <laughs> this movie's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Never entered my mind that she's not a real nun. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe she's a nun of a different church. You know, if you know what I mean, of a satanic kind of church, perhaps. I don't know. But um, no, so this guy, he's chasing some guy. And the guy farted. And the guy's like, you <laughs> farted on my house? This is my house and you fought on my house. And he kills the guy for farting. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hooked on the narrative and I want to learn more. Uh-huh. I, yeah. well, I actually, I stopped it, turned on the subtitles, took my screenshot. <laughs> share, share, share. I got to find this on my Facebook. Like, this is the kind of stuff I have to deal with people. <laughs> I have to deal with it. Like you didn't sign up for this life. I well, you know what? But now that I did, I have an obligation. Uh huh. To find the next entertaining thing, or to appease my masses, Jelly Belly Kelly. All right. Well, one love, Jelly Belly Kelly. You touched uh-huh. my life. But uh, so everything that's coming down, everything, and it turns out, who's been the killer the whole time, guys? La Mama. Oh yeah. yeah. Mama Bunny taking care of her. What are they called? Baby bunnies. Um. It's oh now he doesn't know words. Hang on, no, this is <laughs> no, this is uh, uh, offending me here. Baby rabbits, uh, you call them does and kits. I was right; they're called kits. Okay, ah, okay. I'm very Google it. I'm 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 sorry, being awful now. I'm being antagonistic towards you, Joe, and that's not okay. No, it's fine. I have a therapist. Where, where where are we going with baby does? Why don't I even bring them up? Oh yeah, well yeah, mama, mama, mama rabbit's protecting her kit, man. Yeah, she's known all along that Rem was the son of a bitch, and the things he did said to her son that she was out off stage eavesdropping through her cleavage <laughs> were unforgivable, and she only pretended that she had to go to work, and she's been hiding in the house all night, knocking everybody off. And I'm like, okay, I was totally happy with that ending. But wait, there's more. Tell me, I'm dying to know. I, I was hoping one of you would jump in because oh, I do yeah. a lot of talking oh, on this show. My that. tongue gets tired. No, yeah, yeah, totally. So it turns out that the homeless guy that we saw earlier, who's all like grizzly and burned and shit like that, who popped up a couple other times in the movie, like startling people watching in parked cars. It turns out that he is Nicholas's father and, uh, well, we're past spoiler territory here. Nicholas's father and the woman's ex-husband, who she thought she killed and burned. So, mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't deserve you. 
and just really, you know, hey, you tried to murder me and you burned me alive, but let's uh, let's build it, let's build it, let's be a family again. I said, well, he did bring her ahead, so you can't really say no to that. Yeah, he's definitely ahead of the other suitors. Uh-huh. That's not funny, Joe. <laughs> Absolutely funny. That's not funny, Joe. What, what a thoughtful gift. What a thoughtful gift. Because I had wondered, because one of the, the Jorge's girlfriend didn't come in the house with them. She was sitting out in the car to be the getaway, and she drops out of the movie. And she was interesting. I liked her. Possibly because she was one of the least awful people. So I was wondering, like, where's Lupe? Where's Lupe? Because I was enjoying Lupe. And then she dropped out of the movie. And then I'm like, oh, there's Lupe. Lupe's in the bag. What's in the bag? <laughs> What's in the bag? And then we have this weird, happy family ending. Oh, yeah. It was strangely uplifting. I was trying to find a metaphor for, like, the actual Easter celebration. And it was like a resurrection or something like that. But then I realized I was overthinking it. Are you really? They could be the Holy Family back together if Jesus had cerebral palsy. <laughs> Joseph was set on fire at some point. It is it is entirely within my nature to overthink. Uh huh. Stigmata, Virgin Mary, or are you just bloody? Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Killing people. That was terrible. I'm cutting that out because I will lose listeners. That was not okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna put a big long beep in there and be like, "What did he say?" Well, that's what you charge as premium content on your uh, Patreon. On my Patreon. That's right. Say it like you're French. Uh, patrol. So this is Easter Bunny Kill Kill. I'm actually doing a screening of this. It'll already happen by then. So hopefully a lot of these people will be caught up with it. And okay. like I said, I've covered it before. But overall, I think it's more amusing than it should be. Sure. Yeah, I, like, I, I appreciate it for like what they were trying to accomplish. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Ray kind of makes it so I really don't ever want to watch this movie again. I get that. Uh-huh. Well, his performance is that good. Yes. But like, I also never want to meet that actor. Oh, really? At a convention. Well, just because... I don't know, man. He's like the kind of... You, you, you meet these guys at conventions and like you talk to him and you say, hey, I like that weird, obscure movie that you did. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, that's totally cool. Hey, you know any strip clubs? Let's go hang out at a strip club tonight. I can't wait to get arrested again. This is true. This yeah. is true. And this is, by the way, an actual story of one of the guys from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Well, one, yeah, one of the Leatherface notorious. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't, yeah uh, I, I'm not going to start naming names, names. But, no, there's been weird, weird incidences with celebrities at those conventions that I've witnessed with my own eyes. We're like, oh. okay, they didn't expect that to get bloody, but it did. <laughs> it's wild out in horror. Right? I'm, so, I, I'm so glad to meet my fans that I knocked his teeth out. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh-huh, just walking the hotel lobby and there's blood and palm fronds everywhere and we're back to Easter. I mean, you know, you've met horror fans. I just kind of like, I wonder what happened in here. It's four in the morning. I don't want to know. And then you find out the next day what happened. You're like, okay, crossing yeah. him off my, my autograph list, but we're not talking <laughs> about those people. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. You but the thing know is, who we're I talking mean, about. I, here's the thing. I said earlier, I went to Catholic school for 17 years. My high school has been yeah, – not saying the name, but it has been a hotbed of nasty activity for 40 fucking years now, and nobody does a fucking thing. Okay. And even while we were there, like, I mean, my brother went there in the 70s. I was there in the 80s. My nephew went there in the 90s, and my grandnephew's going there now, and it's the same shit. Didn't your and, family get the hint the first two times? Sorry, what? No, because they don't believe you. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, you're making that up. It's just, you know, they believe the priests. Of course. And if kids, may, if if the victims made a fuss, they disappear, and then the, the teacher would just get sent to another school, go to another school. 
It's the same shit that he's seen all the documentaries. It really happens. And I, we all knew the, pre, the ones he like had to avoid. over a very dangerous pit with this. You all knew the ones he had to avoid, and so many of them had that voice. Oh, yeah. That very same voice. Well, it ain't Judy Garland. <laughs> so that kind of like that, how that was like the kind of like how that was like the only first line out of his mouth. So you instantly knew like this is definitely a gay pedophile. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so yeah, he he he. I had goosebumps with his stuff because I said I know that voice. It's too on target, which is why I never want to meet him really? because I will always be thinking of that. He but whatever. Anyway, I'm sure he's a lovely person. Yes, I'm sure he is an actual actor and not a pedophile they hired. For I'm sure he's not, but the thing, hey, you know what? There's other actors that feel creeped out around too. You know, whatever. Yeah. I like those actors that feel like they got him. It's like, this is my first job after coming out of prison. I thought I'd get into acting. Seems real legit. Yeah, now I get paid to kill people. Yeah. Man, I'm just trying to get my wife and kids back, you know. <laughs> just trying to buy my bitch out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Maybe. That's terrible. All right. So before we go, I just want to focus a little bit on Justin and his game. Justin. Uh, Jordan. Sorry. Which is funny because <laughs> that's my brother's name. And I literally half my life have answered Justin. Have I been saying Justin this whole time? No, this is no, the, first the first time you said it. Okay. Because literally I'm looking at the words Jordan on the screen. <laughs> but as I told you during our first phone call, Jordan. I have to write it down or I will pronounce your name wrong. Um, oh, one of the things, Joe, that makes this game so much fun. And I, t- I had a conversation with Joe on the phone a couple of weeks ago and I forgot to hit record. It was terrible. But I mean, the, the, this, the conversation was great. But one of the things that makes this game so fun and so speedy is this little ingenious idea he had because you've got the characters playing the potential victims and you've got the killer. Oh, yeah. And the victims are all trying not to get stabbed and get enough letters to spell car so they can get away. Ooh, well, the killer's well, trying to block all of that. Yeah. And the amount, what makes this, like I said, you can play around in 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. And reset is so damn easy because the number of cards are extremely minimal. Other card packs would have like, we're going to have this card for the killer and this card for the victims. They're the same cards. Mm-hmm. Jordan, you tell. Yeah, so the that was actually kind of one of the bigger design challenges that I had. I wanted to make a game that had one person as the killer and as one person as the rest as victims, but by finding a way to easily do that with like not making it so you had to spend like five minutes trying to reset everything, yeah. actually took quite a bit of time to figure out. Um, I think I probably went through five hundred of these like blank playing cards that you can get off of Amazon, trying a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, what I decided was like all the action cards It's just flip it over on one side is for if you're the killer and you just flip it over on the other side if you're the victim. That's cool. Yeah. And it's actually just a friend randomly kind of said that to me. I'm like, oh, holy crap, that would actually work. <laughs> yeah, because I, as I told Jordan, I had designed a game years ago that involved cards and almost similar in nature, but much more, much more complicated. Yeah. But, but there was one person playing against everybody else. There were so many fucking cards. And I could not get the number down. And when I saw these cards, I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an obvious solution that you would never think of it. 
Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even think of it. A friend just mentioned it while he was drunk and we were playing it. And it was like, well, holy crap, you just blew this thing wide open. Oh, sorry, is he, is he here now? Is he here now? Still yeah. at credit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. It's, it's, such, it's a fun game. We, we were yelling at each other. We're screaming and laughing. And I, you can't take video in there anyway, which is what I wanted to do when I finally got a group to play it. But man, the fact that they had to kick us out was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something you put on a box. Like, we got so fucking wrecked and had a great time that we got kicked out of Moody's Crisis. We are trying to sing Hello, Dolly! <laughs> and you people are ruining everything! Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like probably maybe like when I was on like the third different version of this and I was pretty sure I had it right. I played it with my cousin. Who's just like one of the like nicest ladies that you could ever meet. And she was the killer. And she just comes like this most vicious <laughs> person. She's like, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> like, ah. you let it all out for 10 minutes. And then you roll it back in. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. Jordan, tell people where they can find out more about the game. Because it's still, uh, I mean, uh, I know you've met your goal, but you can. Yep. Are you in that state where if you add more money, you get better stuff? Uh, well, I'm actually not um, doing any stretch goals with it right now. Okay. It's just we're gonna try to make the game. So um, right now, like the the game's gonna get made. So like, if you still want to get one, so you can show it off to all your friends and make fun of them because they didn't get one. If you just go to Kickstarter, search "Don't Get Stabbed," it's there. Or if you go to don't uh, don'tgetstabbed.com, first thing that happens is a big pop up that'll take you to the Kickstarter page. Nice. Thank you very much. And by the way, if you don't give that gift to your friend, your friend is automatically going to assume that you want them to get stabbed. So get it for your friend. Seems fair. I plan on checking it out. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, yeah, we'll, let's play. We'll find. We have. We have to get another person. But we'll, we'll play, Joe. We'll play something. Okay. So, Joe, where can people find out more about you? And what's going on? My host page is creaturecast.net. That is creaturecast.net, and you can find a lot of my spooky writings both uh, for the through the HWA's website or rather their mailer, if anyone here is in the uh, Horror Writers Association. And uh, on ilovehalloween.net, where horror gets spooky. I got to work on my tagline for that. But uh, otherwise, yeah, come find me for everything to do with the magical, the mysterious, and the macabre. And bunnies. And bunnies. I and love bunnies. Them. Bunnies, that must there be must bunnies. Be bunnies. <laughs> And maybe midgets. All right. Thank you, boys, very much for joining me for this very bizarre but very entertaining little episode. But what better way to ring an Easter? It's a bizarre holiday. Am I right? Of course. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you very much, boys. Have a fantastic evening. Have yep. Thanks for having me. Happy Easter. Hookers. Hookers and a cocaine. Hookers. Mm, 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 hookers. I'll be feeling no pain. Hookers. Hey, Patrick, it's Jeff from California. Hi, Jeff. More appropriately, I guess, Jeff from the Skewered Universe podcast. You know, whatever. Better. Well done. I just wanted to call in and say, first off, I just started listening to the episode about grabbers. And I'm really glad Smoochie's okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, It kind of got to me, really, because where I work, it's a home office, and my boss has an office cat. Mm -hmm. Or she has her cat, which is the office cat. Yes, yes, yes. And she's got quite a few health issues, some kidney problems and 
twenty some years old and still kicking. So wow, when that cat gets sick, I feel really bad because I don't want to come in one day and be the one to discover she's passed. Oh no no passed. no 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 no. So it kind of got to me when you said Smoochie was ill, but I'm glad she's back home. Glad she's feeling better. Yeah, she's fine. The shows have been really good lately. Uh, Thank very you. Very good topics. Uh, I'm really excited to hear about Grabbers. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, so good. I can't see every movie. Why not? A time. I'm working through stuff. Why not? But I got a question. Yes. I wanted to know if there is a movie, a horror movie, that you really, really enjoy. No. That I hate the majority of people you know say is garbage or trash or they just hate it. Oh, okay. I'm kind of curious to find out. Uh, for me, <laughs> uh, I'd have to think about it a long time, but uh, I know one of them that I seem to find a lot of people don't really like that I enjoy. I know I'm going to get shit for this. Is Well, I don't really enjoy it. Spit it out! It's fine. Is the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Uh, oh, God. Click. Now Hang up. Dead to me. Chastise me for that, but there's elements there that I like, which is why I don't mind putting it on. It's mostly the stuff with Jackie Earl Haley. <sighs> Everything else is is just garbage. Diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do watch it. I own it. I bought it to be a completist with the collection, but... This is why we're divorced. Yeah. What's something you like that everyone thinks is trash? Not necessarily in the realm of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Maybe something that is genuinely good and you don't understand why people hate it. Uh-huh. Or is just one of those, like, guilty pleasure movies that people despise and you love. Okay. All right, man. Later. Jeff, Jeff, Jeffy, Jeff, 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 Jeff. No, you don't want to be the one to find the office cat dead because you know it's going to be your fault. Mm-hmm. Just like when you're babysitting or cat sitting, you don't want to come in and find the cat or the baby dead because it's going to be your fault. <laughs> Not like I would ever leave you in charge of my cat or my baby. Well, I would leave you in charge of my baby, but you won't pay for it anyway because it's your baby too. Okay, it's all very complicated. New listeners are like, what the fuck is going on? Jeff and I have a very complicated relationship. Just back off, okay? Just back off. It's like a whole mini-series worth of drama. But excellent question. Excellent question. What horror movie do I enjoy that other people hate? This is what I'm going to say. This is what pops into my head. And it's not even a fact that I enjoy this movie. I appreciate it artistry to this movie that other people don't really see. And I don't enjoy this movie at all. But I was actually impressed with many things about it. But I'm going to say Eli Roth's Hostel, the original one. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I kind of find it funny that people... (sighs) Pick on it being extremely anti-foreign, whereas I see it as being extremely anti-American. Which is, if you look at where we were at that time, it was immediately after post-9-11, and the Bush administration was fucking everything up, and oh my god, the world hated us. And here we are again. And man, if you traveled abroad, we were hated. And the fact that you had a movie where you had these Americans going about being assholes, and... I saw it with a friend of mine who was a linguist. He speaks like 16 languages, and he walked out of it very impressed. He's like, do you realize that I counted at least nine different languages being spoken to those kids? And every single one of them was talking about killing them in front of them. 
to them about it. Like, I'm going to, hey, hey, they'd be like, yeah, great party. I really like your boobs. And they'd be like, I'm going to be enjoying carving your throat out later on tonight, fucko. And they'd just be like, yeah, because we're Americans and we don't bother learning these things. I also thought, in a weird way, the movie held up a mirror to the audience. Because if you remember the trailer, there was no plot. You did not see a character's face. You did not see an actor's name. All it promised you was a place where you could go, where you could do anything you wanted. And I kind of felt like the movie kept holding up a mirror going, was that enough? Was that enough? Or do you want more? Do you want more? Because we can do more. Because this is what you paid for. Don't act all shocked and appalled at what we're doing, because this is what we promised you. I also like the fact that at the beginning of the movie, that when those guys are at that brothel, they say, man, we're in this brothel. We can go into any one of these rooms and do anything we want to these girls. It's the exact same thing as the end of the movie. So the fact that they're assholes is pointed. It's not just like we just wrote shitty characters because we felt like, no, it is an absolute point that this is the absolute ugly American, which is the way the world viewed us at the time. And here we are again. And while I say it's not a movie I enjoy, I appreciated that it had the balls to hold up a mirror to American society and say, hey, take a look at yourselves, asshole. The world hates you. Maybe you want to re-examine why. I mean, even, in the, even when it came to the pricing of the victims, it was like, it was like kids, you could torture kids from around the world for relatively cheap prices. When it came to American, ba-bang, that price like tripled, quadrupled. Because it was an ultimate pleasure to just torture and kill the shit out of a fucking American because the world hated us. And I thought that was brilliant. And a lot of people didn't see past the douchebaggery and the gore. And I thought there was more to it than that. And so that is my answer, Jeff. Thank you for the question. Maybe I'll cover it on the show for Halloween. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I only have, like, what, 21 movies to talk about in 21 days? Oh, my God, what are we going to do? And by the way, Jeff, thank you for volunteering. Jeff volunteered. I don't know what I'm doing with him yet. Well, I already know what I've done with him and what he did to me and what he left me with, but that's a whole other mini-series. Thank you for calling, Jeff. Talk to you soon, boo. Patrick, it's Robin from Jacksonville. Robin! I just wanted to say hello because I missed you so very much. No. It's been a little while since I've called because I was recuperating from my surgery. Oh, you finally got it. Yay. I did have my spectacular bore. You did? And I watched some pretty good stuff. Dish. A whole mix of everything. I um, watched Sisters and Popstar. I don't recommend you ever watch those movies with, like, sutures and staples because I almost popped a couple out. Oh. And then I saw a couple poopers. I saw, like, Jigsaw and uh. Stigmata and I believe in the Percocet. But then I did see some really good stuff. I had to watch Night of the Demons. Yes. Who doesn't want to watch Night of the Demons? Best movie I ever, sort of. I saw a car accident. That was fucking crazy. I'm going to keep driving. Oh, my and gosh. Linnea Quickly's boobs. Oh, my God. So Magic. I couldn't get enough of that. So I had to watch Return of the Living Dead. And then I've Yay. seen Hereditary and a whole bunch of stuff, and I think they're okay. So I just wanted to say I love you. And I miss you, and I heard your message about needing some backup this holiday, Halloween season. So, um, yeah, my daughter and myself, we um, have some talent. But I will be in touch with you soon so we can help out. Excellent. So, whenever I see more movies, I'll keep you updated soon. Bye, Patrick. Love you. Goodbye. 
Okay, Robin, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to hear from you. I'm so happy that you got your surgery. I'm so happy you had your spectacular, and I'm so happy that you didn't just die in a fiery car accident. Girl, don't call me when you're driving. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Yeah, you're crazy. You listen to this show. Of course you're crazy. Yeah, those all are great movies for the most part, except for the ones that sucked. Yeah, I warned you about Jigsaw. I warned you people about Jigsaw. Why don't you people listen to me? Oh, my goodness. But Linnea's Quigley's boobs in Night of the Demons is the greatest moment in horror ever. Just one of the best what-the-fuck moments ever. And it just gives me such absolute joy. And she's such a sweetheart of a person, too. If you f- Follow her on Instagram if you don't already because she is an absolute treat. And Robin... Robin, hats off to you. Big sparklies, hugs and kisses and for, for offering to volunteer. And you know what to do. Send me a note at crew at screamqueens.com. Put um, potathon in the subject line so I know, so that I have your email, so that I can add you to the Slack workspace thing that I've set up because we're do- we're going really high tech this year because even I don't know how to work it but we're going to make it work I don't know it's all going to come together in the end it always does and I see that you called again and hopefully it's not to tell me that you just died in a fiery car act and you're going to haunt me now although if you haunted me that'd be pretty good but no because then you'd be dead that'd be bad but why don't we listen and find out there's a solution to the problem hey Patrick it's Robin from Jacksonville again oh my god it's Robin from um, Jacksonville Have you ever had a conversation, and then in that conversation, it's ended, and then you step back, and you reflect, and then you think, oh, so that went down, and I said that. So I don't want want you to think of a bad person of, oh, that crazy bitch just got into a car accident. (laughs) Oh, when they quickly big old titties. So, <laughs> that would I just wanted to call back and let you know that I'm not like, oh, there's a car accident, whatever. When they quickly has great titties, but Angela's dealing with some paper towels, and yeah, then we got um charity. Let's do charity. Oh yeah, that bitch, she's fine. She just her airbag deployed, but it's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> she truly is fine. A medical professional would have checked on her, but she even got out like she won an award. Hey, I'm okay, guys. So just wanted to let you know I'm not psychotic. Well, but well, I have not cleanly been diagnosed. Okay. I love you all. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Okay, Robin, my love. First of all, you asked me a question. Have I ever had a conversation then in the middle of the conversation? I'm like, oh, yeah, did I just say that? Oh, yeah, I guess I did. Hello, have you been listening to the show for the past nine years? That's pretty much every episode. I have at least ten moments of like, did I just say that? Should I cut it out? And then I don't. And then it's out there forever. So, welcome to my world, Robin. Welcome to my world of weirdness, yeah. And I completely misunderstood the situation in that last call. I thought you almost got in a fiery car accident. It's better that somebody else got in a fiery car accident and walked away from it. But, yeah, I guess it is kind of funny either way. You should be like, la, 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 Lene quickly boobs. Hey, car on fire, woman on fire. La, la, la. And back to boobs and lipsticks and paper towels, whatever the hell else he said. Yeah, okay, you're adorable. I can't get enough of you, Robin. Uh... And then to throw in charity at the end. <laughs> Ash, she's fine. Let's save the world. 
but not her. Oh, God, Robin, you're a hoot. I love you. And say hello to Miss Thing for me, and you know who I'm talking about. I don't want to say her name because there's a certain gargoyle who's been flapping around my head, and if I say her name, he's going to get all excited, and you know what happens when he gets excited? Mouths get filled with poop, and I'm just not in the mood for that tonight. No, sir, not tonight. I mean, it's a slow Saturday night, but it ain't that slow. Okay, Robin, thank you for calling in. I love you, you crazy bitch. You're... <laughs> and I say that from the queen of the... I say that being the queen of the crazy... I can't even get the words out. Forget it. Goodbye, Robin. Goodbye. <laughs> so that, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, is going to wrap up another episode for this time. So, first of all, let me say a great big thank you to my guest, Joe Borelli. Go check him out over at CreatureCast.net and go buy Jordan McLaughlin's game. Don't get stabbed. You will love it. Don'tgetstabbed.com. Get all the information and pick up a copy of this game or else you might get stabbed. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Jordan's going to come to your house and stab you either. He might come over. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know him. I mean, I just met him on the internet, and you know how these internet relationships can go. They can get all stabby at any moment. So don't get stabbed. And the best way to not get stabbed is to pick up a copy of Don't Get Stabbed. Seems very clear to me. And whether or not you enjoyed Easter Bunny Kill Kill or whether my guests enjoyed watching Easter Bunny Kill Kill, I still have to say huge thank you to my patron, Jelly Belly Kelly, for recommending the movie to me for a revisit because it's always interesting to go back and talk about something that I covered long time ago, especially by myself, and now cover it with guests. I find that very exciting. And if you don't, well, I don't know what to tell you. And also, thank you, Jelly Belly Kelly, for supporting Scream Queens by being a patron. Now, if you want to be like Jelly Belly Kelly and get all kinds of burks like uh, extra bonus episodes every month where I review what's going to happen on the big screen, whether or not you should waste your money on it, and you get a peek inside my super secret cinema stash, things I will never ever talk about here, and also tastes of the segments like crapshoot and 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 why isn't this on dvd and 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 well a whole bunch of other stuff that's just not happening here on the show anymore because we've we've moved we've evolved we've evolved and many many more things to come what you need to do is you need to get on over to www.patreon.com slash queen queens and subscribe and you're supporting the show keeping things independent here and 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 well just being awesome very clear to me also be sure to support Nick Hunt, our reigning Scream Queen of the Week, by making a donation to the Joyful Heart Foundation. You can find them at joyfulheartfoundation.org. Very simple. It's Mariska Hargitay's organization to help survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Give what you can. Give what you can. Send Nick a note. I'll have all of his information on the site, and it'll be all on, all, on all, the, all the social media as well. And next time... We're going to be doing something a little bit different because, you know, we were supposed to have that episode with the Friday the 13th boys about the movie Undocumented. And now that I've come to look at the material that recorded that we recorded, I realize the reason I was uncomfortable with it is because it's not like a usual episode for us. And now I realize that's not a bad thing. So this coming week, we know you're not going to have to wait two weeks this time. This coming week... You're going to get a very special episode of Scream Queens. We're going to have the boys from Friday the 13th, Andrew and Maddie, and we're going to talk about Chris Peckover's movie, 
undocumented because it is very relevant to what's going on in our country right now. And we're going to also talk about what you can do to help fight what's going on. And what I'm talking about is, yep, well, the situation at the border and unlawful detainment and child detention centers and all that stuff, because that's all covered in that movie that was made long enough ago that we should have been warned, but we weren't. But we can still do something. And that's what the next episode is going to be about. So look for that next weekend. If you have not seen Chris Peckover's Undocumented, fear not, because I'm going to be opening the drive-in next weekend as well. I'll be having screenings on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon as well, because this is a movie that I think you need to see. You might not enjoy seeing it, but I think it needs to be seen. So please keep an eye out on the webpage and on all the social media because the details and the times and the URL for the screening will be popping up there. Because I, this is a, as you know, I have personal ties to this particular issue and this episode is becoming more and more important to me. Okay. And the weekend after that, it's my birthday episode! Yay! So Allison and Brian are going to be here, and we're going to be talking about the movie Evils of the Night, which is available on YouTube. And it stars not only Catwoman, the original Catwoman. Did I see the original Catwoman? Julie Newmar? Well, she was a, Julie Newmar was a Catwoman. It's got Ginger from Gilligan's Island. It's got... John Carradine, the world's famous horror movie drunk, and a whole lot of 80s titties. And I have no idea what it's about. I've watched the first 10 minutes and completely baffled. But Allison gets what Allison wants, and Allison wants titties. And now she's going to get outer space titties. So that's just the way, that's, that's the way my birthday's going. And also, hey, you can use this opportunity to get your birthday wishes in for me. And you can do that by picking up your phone and leaving a voicemail at 917 720 2047 or you can write them in at crew at screamqueens.com and as always that's queens with a z which is also where you should be volunteering if you want to volunteer for the countdown to halloween potathon you can find me on facebook by doing a search on scream queens where horror gets gay i'm on twitter at scream queens i am on instagram at scream queens podcast and you can always, if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe. You can subscribe on the Radio Public app, which is the app that loves podcasters, which actually gives back to podcasters, especially independent podcasters, and makes life better for us. And the more, the better life gets for us, the better our show gets, because we can spend less time worrying about bullshit and more time focusing on our shows. And that is about all I've got to say right now. I love each and every one of you so goddamn very much. I could vomit on myself, and uh, but I'm not going to because, you know, like I said, Flem's already kind of turned on. So he's, he's yeah, he's good. down boy, down boy. Yeah, yeah, go perch, go perch. Anyway, so until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place, and never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule: fight or flight. Fight or flight, survive the night. Fight or flight, survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Because otherwise you're going to miss my birthday party. Hello? Gah. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs>
you.